Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. Ask BBB provides information about activities of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Accredited businesses give consumers trusted information that helps in choosing products and services. And business owners and managers share insights that can benefit other business operators to conduct their business with trust and integrity. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. March is Fraud Prevention Month, and yesterday, March 1st, BBBs across Canada released the top 10 scams in 2018. And later on today's uh, Ask BBB, we'll highlight the top 10 scams, and through the month, we'll focus on those identified to be active in our region. So stay tuned for that. Businesses exist in 2019 that were not even possible 20 years ago. That's all thanks to the Internet and more recently to smartphones and tablets. London is home to nearly 300 companies employing 9,000 people in the digital sector. One of those successful companies is Voices.com. And we are pleased to welcome Stephanie Cicerelli, Chief Brand Officer with the company, to Ask BBB. Welcome. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Jim. Voices.com is a great London success story. We see the Voices logo on the building at 100 Dundas Street. And what other cities are in the globe will we see that logo? Well, London for now. <laughs> That's my simple answer. Um, definitely, uh, we have a, a wide reach. We're able to serve people all over the world without really having to be where they are. Uh, that's not to say that maybe someday Voices.com, you know, will decide, hey, maybe we should have an office in this part of the world or that part. But right now, we are very content to stay in London, Ontario, Canada. Well, we mentioned the 9,000 people employed in the digital sector in London, and that's an amazing number. How many of those are employees at Voices here in London? There are 120 employees at Voices.com right now. Well, take us back to the concept days. You told us this story last time you were here, but I think it's one that uh, we, we love to hear, and, and I'm sure that you are asked to repeat. Uh, that sketch on the napkin. Yeah, well, that's a long time ago, that sketch on the napkin. Uh, so to, to bring us all back to that day, essentially, David and I knew that we needed to do something different in our business. We had a recording studio at first. That's how I had met him. Uh, and then over time, it became more of a not just his studio, but our studio, you know, getting married and inserting our life in that way. We also had, uh, you know, decided at one point not to do music recording. And so what we ended up doing was just the audio branding and voice and voiceover. So that's where my vocal experience, uh, having been a, a grad out of the Don Wright Faculty of Music at Western as a vocalist, uh, that's where my uh, education came into play. And David, coming from OYART, the school in London here for audio recording technology, uh, his background was very useful in that effort as well. Uh, but what we ended up finding out was that that although we could do the work, what we really enjoyed was helping other people get that same work. And at the same time, there were individuals from all over the place saying, can I be on your website? They were finding us, some good search engine rankings. So a voice down in LA might have said, oh my gosh, I see that you have some great opportunities, some client names on there that I really want to work for. Can I be on your website? And then there might be somebody in Montreal who said, you know, I speak French, see that no one else on your site does. Can I be on your site? So this just really started to make us think, OK, well, we're two people in London, Ontario, and we're clearly doing this 
voiceover audio branding thing okay, but, you know, there's greater opportunity here. And since we're more marketers than we were, uh, I guess, into the production side, so much as we could do it, we wanted to actually help others. And that's always been at the root of what we're doing. So uh, we wanted to have community and to reach out. And when someone says, I have a need. Can you help me to fill it? Can you do this? Then, of course, you stop and think about it, right? And when you hear 15, 20 people saying that on one side, and then you've got all these clients coming in, they're saying, I need someone to narrate this audiobook or whatever it might be in Spanish. Can you do it? It's like, um, I personally can't. You know, I don't speak Spanish, certainly not in the fluent sense. Uh, so, when we began seeing that there was just so much opportunity, that people came to us as the place where they wanted to do this. But we're like, well, how, how can we help these people? We can't, we're not going to send them away. We want to make sure they can do their projects. So what we ended up doing was saying, okay, talent on this side who want to do it. And then you got these clients with jobs that we can't personally fulfill, although they're wonderful. We'd love to help them. So we just decided right then and there that we were going to make our website a marketplace and make it a platform where we could service people from all over the world to help them to finish their projects and and also to help other people to put food on their tables. That was very important to us. That's a very cool story. Um, Many dot-com companies envision the day that their startup will be purchased by a large online enterprise for millions of dollars. But for voices, it's the other way around. When you acquired voicebank.net, has that changed things for voices.com? Well, I think... Whenever you acquire a company, it's well, it's the first time we've ever acquired a company. So uh, certainly it did change things in terms of having to, to understand what that means. You know, it's an American company that we acquired, not another Canadian one. So there's complexities there that we had to work through in the process. Uh, you know, just any number of, of different things like, well, how do we uh, bring two brands together? How do we make sure that the customers on uh, that one side of the equation are feeling like they're going to have the same experience, that they can trust that whatever they had at VoiceBank, they will be able to access in the same, well, maybe not exactly the same way, because obviously our websites were a bit different. And we kept a lot of what we thought was important functionality-wise for those uh, that group of, of customers. But I think that that was, that was probably one of the biggest learnings was that you can bring another company into your own in a way. You can even share like a, a lot of the same customers, but but you have to realize that these are unique cultures that you're bringing together. You know, it isn't just, oh, we're now the same company and, and you know, let's carry on as if it was just always that way. Well, you can't because there's a history with the other company and how they serve people and to honor that. But then there's also, okay, well, Voices is a separate identity with its own brand. And so really bringing those two sites together was, I would think, one of the biggest challenges we've had so far as, uh, you know, what what did we think would be easier maybe when we went down that road of acquiring a company? Um, and yeah, it, like there's always something that you never anticipated. And then for us, it was like, oh, you know, this is, is a, an adventure, frankly, that, you know, when we started it, it, it felt like it would be easier, but nothing is ever as easy as it seems. I'm sure all of you <laughs> listening know that you've built a business, you've probably bootstrapped, uh, you know, and if you didn't build it, then you're in one and, and you've observed what it takes to be successful and to, to take risks and to try new things. Um, but for us, yeah, that totally new venue, a new way of doing business, but also another way of engaging with our own industry, because what we did in acquiring that company was to go up market, in effect. We were working with their company who connected 
advertising agencies with talent agents, whereas Voices.com was very much, uh, you know, we connected those same ad agencies and businesses, et cetera, with the professional voice talent who was, in effect, you know, auditioning for their own work, not through an agent. We're going to explore this a little more, but we have to take a break right now. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning is Stephanie Cicerelli, the co-founder and chief brand officer of Voices.com. We'll be back with more after this break. Welcome back to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Our guest this morning is Stephanie Cicerelli, co-founder and chief brand officer with Voices.com. Stephanie, do you still do voice work? No. <laughs> that would be the uh, the short answer, Linda. Uh, I haven't done any professional voiceover work in a very long time. It was a decision I made when we founded our marketplace, essentially, is that I would step away from doing the work that, you know, I would have done in the past as I, I did do voiceover prior to that. But, uh, you know, like it, it was another one of those moments where it's just like, I think there are people who are more skilled at this than I am, who have been working at this for longer than I have, and frankly, have the time and capacity to, to do this. And, and when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business like what we were doing, you have very little time to try to do anything other than what you're doing. You have to be focused and like, okay, well, what is our goal? Our goal, our goal, sorry. Our goal is to actually help other people to get this work and, and then to bring in the jobs. That's really what keeps a marketplace going is that you need to have uh, obviously the sell side there, like the people who are selling their services, but you need the buy side because if no one's coming to buy what you have, then you won't have any sellers there who want to be you know, earning money uh, from doing the voiceovers, for instance, on our site. Uh, so – yeah, I I made a decision just not to do that anymore for my own, you know, just how I wanted to do things. But also it speaks well to the marketplace and that we are wholly invested in just making sure that other people could have that success. And in order for that to happen, then we needed to step out of the production equation and let others step in. Well, you've got a lot of people doing it now. Can Can anybody do voice work? It seems to be so. And I don't want to say that everyone can do it. And I know there are tons of television shows out there that show people, you know, be it The Voice or, or whatever it might be, uh, American Idol, so on. But, you know, everyone wants to be able to do something. That doesn't mean that everyone will. Um, but to say that not everyone could do voiceover would, would be wrong. I believe that people could if they put their minds to it because a lot of what voice work is is actually just interpreting the script and it's it's communicating. That's what it is. It's literally it's just communication and in some instances I would say uh, with languages where they're harder to find talent in who are actually actors then you may actually have just someone who is just a good public speaker or a teacher or or someone else who knows how to use their voice that they may very well be able to book voiceover work simply because they can speak the language. Walk us through what's involved if someone wants to get started at a voiceover career. So I think the first step is is just knowing whether or not you actually want to do this because it is a commitment. It's not just, oh, I feel like auditioning today. You know, like <laughs> you have to actually put the effort in because you will not see a return unless you do. Uh, so there are usually we say there are three areas that you need to be confident in if you want to be successful, right? That's a whole other level of do I want to versus will I be successful? So the first one is do I have talent? The second one is, is am I able to use this recording software? Am I familiar with a microphone? Am I not afraid of this, uh, you know, tool that I must use to, to produce something with? Um, then thirdly, of course, is 
am I actually thinking like a business person? Am I going to approach this with the mindset of someone who wants to do well professionally? Or is this like just some fun little thing that I do um, in my spare time? Right. So you do have to put a lot of thought into this, but typically you do need to have the artistic talent. uh, And that doesn't mean your voice is amazing. What it means is that you can use it well. Second, of course, is the facility with technology. And third is to run it like a business. And Voices.com has all the uh, facility to help you then set that business up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a lot of people struggle with building a website, for instance. So a talent on Voices.com can get a website for free, in effect, when they sign up on on Voices. You can be a guest, and that is a free membership. So um, when they're on there, they build out their profile. You can put samples of your voice online and also all the languages that you can speak and accents and, and different, uh, you know, information that might be of use to somebody like, oh, I, you know, can do character voices. Well, that's really great because we're looking for someone just like you. So um, it's simple to get over that hurdle. What we can't do, though, is is make someone hungry. Like we cannot make them hungry enough to go in an audition. You've got to bring that fire in your belly yourself. Stephanie, is it still important to Voices.com to maintain BBB accreditation? Absolutely it is. Uh, You know, I don't think a lot has changed on the Internet so far as trust being really important. You know, and in business, trust is what's at the basis of every business relationship, regardless of if it's brick and mortar or if it's online. So being able to say, yes, you know, we are really, really happy with BBB and we have accreditation and, and so on. It does speak volumes because there will be people who will not have yet had an experience with us who come across the website and because they see that, oh, look, there's a BBB. I know them. I trust them. I know that they have some standard criteria for adjudicating whether or not someone deserves to have this, uh, you know, accreditation. Um, that's really helpful because um, I, I don't know. Like, I think anyone who's in business, you want to know that you are doing things right, that you're on the right track, that you've set up an infrastructure that is sound and, uh, you know, is helpful for doing business, but also helps you to serve your customers well. So just having that kind of validation, if you will, is is really good for anybody. And it doesn't matter how big your company is or when you started it or, you know, how much money you've made. Like it, you need to have something that tells other people that they can trust you. And the BBB is a symbol of trust. Stephanie, thank you for taking time to be with us here on Ask BBB this morning. And people can find out more if they go to our directory or to Voices.com. Thanks very much for being here. Thank you very much. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning has been Stephanie Cicerelli, who is the co-founder and chief brand officer with Voices.com, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. We'll return in a moment to talk about the top 10 scams. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the president and CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Well, March is Fraud Prevention Month. BBB's across Canada released its annual Top 10 Scam List. The list is made up of information received through the BBB's Scam Tracker from BBB's 10 locations across Canada, from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Centre, and issues identified by our community partners and sponsors. So this morning, we'll give our listeners an overview of the Top 10 Scams, And in the weeks following, we'll look more closely at some of those that are most active and that have cost customers and consumers the most amount of money. More and more people are aware of scams, but while this is true, there are many others who are vulnerable. 
The number of scams continues to grow. Even though we have data on scams, it is estimated that only about 5% of victims come forward to report crimes. So we hope that as you hear about these scams, you'll talk about it with your family and your friends. They might recognize the scam and be encouraged to talk about it and, and to report it. So let's go over the list that BBB released. Let's start with number 10. Number 10 is bank investigator scams. More than $2 million has been lost to this scam. It starts with an early morning phone call from someone claiming to be a bank representative, law enforcement officer, or an investigator. They tell you that there is fraudulent activity on your account and may ask you for your credit card details to cancel the transaction or ask you to transfer funds to another account for protection. That's number 10. Number 9? Home improvement scams. We don't know how much has been lost here. But here's how it works. Door-to-door solicitors offer quick, low-cost repairs and then take payments without returning, do shoddy work, leave incomplete projects, or create issues that dramatically raise the price. Number eight is one that a lot of us who use computers but don't understand much more than how to turn them on can fall prey to. It's the tech support scam, and almost $1 million was lost to this scam. Scammers call pretending to be computer techs from well-known companies like Microsoft or Apple. Eventually, they diagnose a non-existent problem and ask you to pay for unnecessary or hacker-type services. The number seven scam is one that preys on people who are already in a bind. Almost a million dollars has been lost to the advanced fee loan scam. Scammers prey on people in a financial bind, especially if they do not qualify for loans through reputable lenders. So, if a company demands money to secure a loan, walk away. Be suspicious if a company guarantees a loan before doing a credit check. Check BBB for reputable lending organizations. We should point out that there is full information on the BBB website about each of these scams, Linda. And in addition to identifying the scam, tips are provided that will alert you to the scam and to help you avoid losing money. The number six scam on the BBB 2018 list is subscription scams. Again, we don't know how much has been lost, but be wary of online advertisements, free trial offers, and pop-ups promoting skincare and cosmetic products, as well as weight loss and diet pills. And as we move to number five, it's one of those scams that's a huge problem and not very easy to spot. Number five is phishing scam. The fraudster is this in this case is after your personal information. That will be used either to make purchases or to scam you in some other way. Once they have your personal data, they may be able to get into other accounts. So do not share personal information or click on links and strange emails. Avoid pop-up ads and impulse spending online and compare details of the invoice with your order. In a world where everybody wants to work, the number four scam throws up a big caution flag. More than $4.5 million was lost to employment scams. Scammers send checks with significant overpayment and request you forward excess funds to someone else. Checks are fake and you will be held responsible to cover the costs. Do your research on a company before accepting a job offer. If you did not apply for a job, you did not get hired for one, a legitimate company will not ask you to forward money for any reason.
Online shopping is uh, an everyday experience for most of us, Linda, but online purchase scams is near the top of the list. More than $3.5 million was lost to online purchase scams, still one of the most diverse scams, ranging from fake websites and free trial traps to purchasing counterfeit goods and receiving fraudulent checks from a buyer on sites like Craigslist. We're almost to the top of the list. Number two? Income tax extortion scams, where more than $6 million was lost. It is one of the most prevalent scams. Look out for calls, texts, emails, and letters that fraudulently use CRA's name to swindle money from you. Number one scam is one that we talked about last month around Valentine's Day. It's romance scams. It remains at the top of the list because the losses are both financial and emotional. Nearly $22 million was scammed by these con artists. The victims not only suffer financial loss, but are also victimized emotionally, psychologically, and socially. Fraud Prevention Month continues right through the month of March. And in addition to expanding on information on some of these frauds here on Ask BBB through this month, remember you can visit the BBB website anytime to get more information on any of these potential scams, and you can check out a company on the BBB directory. And Linda, that's all our time this time. So I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.